Hey y'all, it's Justine Mentor from Mentor Management. I'm an LA-based dance choreographer and educator turned career coach, and I'm all about inspiring, motivating, and educating professional dancers. I'm so excited to bring you Dance Careers Unfiltered, where we chat about the nitty-gritty behind the business side of the entertainment industry. The stuff that people don't know they need to know. Let's dive in. Welcome to Dance Careers Unfiltered. I was having a conversation with a colleague recently about the perception of professional dancers or any dance artists really, and how the general public believes one thing, but we know the reality behind it. And this got me thinking, and that's why today's episode is five misconceptions about being a professional dancer. It's our fault, really. We make things look good. That's our job. If we make things look easy and fun and beautiful, then we have done our job right. So we've really done our job when people don't understand or realize the grit, blood, sweat, and tears that went into it. But I thought I would dive into a few that feel pertinent right now. I also think these act as permission for us dance artists because we get to release a little bit of the pressure that comes with these perceptions. I don't know about you all, but there is a certain amount of bravado I hold when I tell people what I do for a living. By the way, this is so nuanced that I feel like Ken in the Barbie movie a little bit. Like, what do you do? Oh, I beach. Well, just dance. I'm dance. Seriously, many of you know how many hats we wear. And a lot of people don't understand that even as a dance teacher, we're also admin a music editor, a choreographer, a costume designer, a personal counselor, and so much more. So there is a lot to feel proud of. We are hardworking, disciplined in our craft, and multi-talented. Plus, we are out here actually chasing dreams, making the effort to do what we love. So give yourself a pat on the back for that. But there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes that the general public does not know. And I don't blame them because it would be super difficult to know what goes into sustaining a career in the arts. And I also think what I'm about to go into is helpful because burgeoning and young dancers need to be informed too, so they know what they are truly diving into. So here are five misconceptions that dance artists want you to know are not true. This seems like a good place as any to remind you of some of the freebies I offer and how to find them. You can find my latest Reels Cheat Sheet Super great for planning out your reel shoot or just some video content creation at justinementor.com slash reels. I also offer a free class on my concept of the digital dance bag, which is an approach to organizing your online submissions for any kind of job. And of course, you can always jump into a free 20-minute one-on-one consultation that you can find at justinementor.com slash shop. Also, brand spanking new. If you're an avid listener of the podcast, I finally have a way you can support more than you already do by becoming a podcast producer. For $5 a month, fans of Dance Careers Unfiltered who want to support and make a production impact and get their voices heard can visit justcmentor.com slash podcast to learn more. Back to the episode. Number one, the class videos you see online aren't actually professional jobs. They may look bomb. They may look cinematic, professional, crisp, and clear. They may catch your attention online. They may even look pre-rehearsed and produced. While there is merit in all of the things I just said, we want everyone to know that class videos are just that. Videos from class. Nobody there is getting paid except the teacher and the videographer. 
the dancers are actually paying to be in that class and essentially the video as well. And I've heard also little rumors that some people are paying for video footage from their classes. Some of the dancers are. And many dancers are discouraged when they don't get in that video. So obviously there's a lot of nuances to class culture, especially here in Los Angeles and the nuances of filming and getting class videos and being called out in class and all of those things, which I did speak about in the episode with Miller Dari, which came out a few weeks ago. So if you haven't checked that one out, you should definitely tune in because we go into all of those issues. But we want y'all to know, we want everybody to know that we didn't book the class video. You don't book class same the way you don't book an agent. You're not being paid to have representation from an agent the same way you're not being paid to be in that class. There's always gray, right? There's always gray in the arts because there isn't one right way to do anything. So even as I say this, I'm also thinking about people who get paid to post things on their Instagrams or TikToks or whatever it might be, influencers and kind of how the wheelings and dealings going go on with that. I just want to make sure I put that out there on that in terms of like booking it or getting paid and all of that. But the real misconception here is that they're not professional jobs and they are videos from class. And as much as they look rehearsed, they are not real jobs. Number two, that three minute performance took hours upon hours to learn and rehearse. Well, this one goes without saying but we make things look easy. Just like I talked about in the intro, that is literally in our job descriptions to elevate performances, to visualize and actualize brands. But what most people don't understand is how much time it takes to learn, retain, and perfect the performance. When I work as a choreographer, depending on the project, I generally tell choreography clients that they can assume it will take around one hour to learn one minute of choreography. But again, this is a really gray area because it completely depends on the scope of the job. If it's a simple dance scene or just a concert, you know, one simple piece on stage, then that might hold true. But if it's a hundred plus dancers or a tricky set or scenery, or it's like, a really long segment or you're incorporating other movers who aren't actually professional dancers. And it's obviously going to take much, much longer to do so. Think about the conversation I had with Kelly Allen about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel and how they shot and rehearsed all of those oneers, which they called it, which is there's no break in the camera swallowing them all around the set. And there's dance and movement and all of that worked up in there. Plus they have to factor in all the extras and the actual actors. So that must take hours and hours on end. So please do remember that the three minute performance you just watched on the Grammys actually took hours upon hours of work, not to mention all the pre-production and planning that went into making that happen. Number three, not every dancer is defined as one type of dancer. I don't know, this one might be controversial, but as much as So You Think You Can Dance brought much-needed attention onto the dance art form, it also created a bit of an issue that might actually drive me crazy. They defined dancers as the genres they excelled at, right? So they would advertise and exploit them based on their strengths, 
which is fine. It was television and that, or it is television and that is appropriate. But it would be like, this is the ballroom dancer. This is the jazz dancer. This is the tap dancer and so on and so forth. So the huge misconception is that dancers are only one thing. And I don't know about y'all, but I can do like seven kinds of dance. And although I've never actually counted, and that doesn't include the plethora of styles that I can, you know, quote unquote, fake pretty well. So don't put us in a box. Most dancers can do a multitude of styles and not be labeled as just one thing. I know this one may feel a bit trite because we're told to brand and we're told to promote what we're good at. And I generally agree with that in a certain sense, but I'm really talking about general misconceptions about dancers and things we want more people to know about us. So right now isn't the time that I get into the nuances of how to promote yourself effectively. I will save that for another episode if I haven't already talked about it over and over again on this pod and my Instagram. Number four, there are dancers outside of LA and New York. In fact, there is a ton of dance outside these two major dance hubs. I think this is a misconception for the general public and also inside the dance world. You don't have to move to LA or New York to enjoy a successful dance career or to just have dance in your life. You can make a living via dance in lots of major cities all around the world. And with the influx of the virtual realm, a lot of people are making a living through dance from every town USA. All of this depends on how you approach your brand, what specific job you're looking to do, and obviously where exactly you want to live. But gone are the days where you have to be in LA or New York to make it big. And I'm using air quotes here because the lines are blurred and you can truly work from anywhere in whatever capacity you'd like. Last but not least, number five, it's next to impossible to be discovered. Okay, sometimes it feels like someone has achieved overnight success. I get that. But I can guarantee you that nine times out of 10, that person has worked their butt off for years and years. The age-old adage was that you would have a lot of talent, you would move to LA or New York, see number four, and you'd be discovered. Someone, and I don't know who these people were or are, would see you performing your craft and say, oh my God, I absolutely must have you in my film, music video, TV show, et cetera. Or this agent is going to see you and is going to sign you right away. I actually think it's these old stories or misconceptions that have plagued dancers and many artists for that matter for a number of years because it makes it seem like it's easy. Like there is one formula to success when in reality is the complete opposite. It's more like start at the bottom, work your leap off, find some success, go back to the drawing board and rinse and repeat. But as many of you listening know, there's just so much more to it than that. And you might have moments of that. You might have moments where things feel a little bit easier or you feel like you've been in the right place at the right time. But most of the time it's building blocks right? It's going to those auditions over and over again. It's learning what works for you. It's meeting the right people. It's training in the right way. It's having the right strategies for marketing. It's celebrating your unique skill set and your unique look and finding your niche. It's a million things and it's nuanced and there's no equation. If there was 
the right equation that I could give you or anybody could give you, then it wouldn't be work for everyone. We would have way too much work. Everyone would be working and there would just be so much content. We wouldn't even know what to do with it because every dancer in the world would be working. But it doesn't work like that. No pun intended. So number five is a good one because I think it's just a good reminder for us all that the arts are not for a faint of heart, that the entertainment industry is fickle and unpredictable. And it's just a reminder to keep on keeping on, to know that it's a roller coaster, that it's a journey, not a destination, throw in all the cliches there. But this one is the most important for sure. As a friendly reminder, if you are feeling stuck, feeling overwhelmed, feeling a lack of support and a lack of direction, I'm your gal. This is what I do. You can book a free career call on my website at justinementor.com slash shop. And I'm happy to talk it out with you. I'll chat with y'all soon. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to check out mentor.management on Insta and justinementor.com slash mentormanagement. That's M-N-T-R-M-G-M-T. Check out the show notes to find links to my offerings and today's guest. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. See you next time.